Ready? Ready, willing, and able to defend the cause. I think that's Petra. It, it felt like Petra. I'm pretty sure there's there's a thing. Yeah. Ready, if I close my eyes, I could just willing, imagine you with that like able. the long hair. Yeah. In my dreams too. In yeah. my dreams too. <laughs> Uh, every once in a while i'll catch these videos of like the guys that'll put like that glue on their head and like they glue that toupee on and mm. it looks quite real so mm. maybe eventually i'll find some roadkill get some get, get some, some super fresh glue. air yeah, yeah, yeah. what would be with great the, is with like, the white what? line right down the middle because it's skunk <laughs> or antlers <laughs> find it i'm gonna yeah. find a deer <laughs> You don't do the whole head, Derek. You don't do the whole head, but I might. Well, be... well, I'll do the top, but it have antlers on it, and I'll be like, "Hey, <laughs> I'm that." Uh, what was that, that uh, guy? Netflix Sweet Tooth. There's a there's a show oh, on I Netflix saw that one, the, Yeah, uh, they're like the new. There's a bunch of kids that are born, and they all have like animal traits. They're like little okay. mutants, and follows yeah, this yeah. one guy, one little kid with antlers, and it's kind <laughs> of a. It's a very I haven't seen all of it. I kind of watched too much of it, and then I stopped. Because, okay. you know, like a good thing, even with ice cream and mm-hmm. candy, you eat too much and you kind of get sick of it. Yeah. I, uh, no. I did that, and then I had to stop, and I won't go. No. <laughs> no. Anyway, I'm going to yeah. leave that in. They, that is our introduction. Yeah. I'm going to leave in the Petra, and welcome all. Please, um, please do. Welcome all. Uh, I hope you enjoyed that introduction. I hope you remember Petra um, and the awesomeness that it brought. Uh, mm-hmm. Unseen Power was the album that that was in. It had like a windmill, or not a windmill, but a wind turbine on it. Unseen Power, that's, that's the one. I remember it. Because it was the Christian music, but sounded secular. So I was unashamed to listen to it in public <laughs> um, or tell my friends about it. Because it was rocking. Yeah. rocking. You, you didn't. You didn't have to appropriate. Horns? Yeah, yeah. I love you. you. Is that, that is that rocking? That one. Yeah. Keep I'm cool. Rocking. I'm hip. I'm with it. We're gonna <laughs> you, you can, eat yeah. this. Yeah. This episode. We're gonna eat it. <laughs> and that is so it, fresh. This is how you. Deep. This is how you know that Derek is. Uh, you know, he's he's definitely more than qualified to be a youth pastor. Yeah. He's just hip with the hip with the trends. Knows hip what the, the kids trend. are up to. Got to grow yeah. a, a goatee. Um, yeah. Got a tattoo. Get a leather bracelet. There's like a little <laughs> meme on on Facebook where it's like the youth pastor starter pack, and it had like a a V neck T shirt and like jeans that were kind of cut Amazing. up and leather bracelet, Amazing. tattoo, yeah, yeah. goatee. <laughs> It's, you, I would love, I would love, if someone wants to buy Derek Wilson that, please, yeah. you know, look up his address, send it to St. Andrew's Church, St. Andrew's Presbyterian Church in Duncan, yep. British Columbia. Yeah, absolutely. Care of Derek Wilson. Converse yeah. shoes. Uh, it Ooh, can't be yeah. any password with Converse shoes. Jesus is my boo. You do you, boo. You do you, boo. Yeet. And I don't know what the other ones are. BRB. Be right back. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's, I guess, like most of the lingo is based on keyboard acronyms, Mm -hmm. I assume. Um, 
but yeah, yeah. yeah, when I'm playing video games online and the kids are yelling at me, um, anything I don't understand, they're saying, I assume they're just telling me I'm doing a really good job and I should keep going. And they are happy to be <laughs> on my team, um, in a mix of their swearing and letting me know, uh, what they have done to my mother. Um, so, and they're all like 12. Like I, like I hear their voices. I'm like, you haven't hit puberty yet. Amazing. But you're better than me, so I can't even get mad. Amazing. Like I just... Yeah. Anyway, so that's the beginning oh, of our man. of our episode. We went from Petra <laughs> to youth pastor starter kits to, uh, to PlayStation your mama jokes on chat. PlayStation. <laughs> it's just, and now for the uptake, uh, yeah. <laughs> we are going to continue with our. Uh, <laughs> Our series, uh, not really looking at the Bible because uh, we don't believe in it. I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, we're, we're taking a pause and kind of going over some uh, different things, uh, more themes and Bible studies. So I'm going to pass it on to Tim. Tim, what are we doing this week? Yeah, so uh, it's good good to be with you guys today. And um, <coughs> if you if you survived the first kind of five minutes of chaos, hopefully we can bring it around for five minutes of pure joy. And it, it won't be hard to uh, to make some sort of elevation at this <laughs> at this point. But uh, we're um, so yeah, as Derek said, we we've kind of started this new year with looking a little bit looking a bit more kind of thematically at some of the some of the topics and, and ideas that we we've been touching on and and uh, I think I remember us trying to do something a bit more explicitly on deconstruction it's something that kind of you know is very much in the mainstream right now um, and there, there are many sides to it as as anyone will know if you kind of wade your way into kind of any social media you'll find the extremes of it and uh and uh, so what, what we thought we'd do is that just look a, look a little bit about kind of how we would understand deconstruction and maybe some of the things we see as being kind of positives and negatives of it. Um, maybe just giving a little bit of our, you know, a sense of kind of, yeah, I guess, I guess like for me, so I'll, I'll just, I'll start right into it because otherwise it just becomes a bit weird is, you know, I think I, I see deconstruction as, as kind of an essential tool that, that isn't about, um, destroying something, but but is about kind of looking at the foundation and framework that you find yourself in, and asking questions of is this fit for purpose? Um, does this resonate with what you know the meaning and purpose and value of what you have been given and 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 are living in? Is that is that actually what it is? So you know we we and 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 then you seeing it more. I think for me again that sense of it's like a tool. That helps me kind of navigate life and i think um there's people who who would advocate for um you know if you're going to deconstruct then you have to reconstruct or you know you have to start with something to be able to kind of tear it down but you know you don't need to like you know tear it all down and throw as i say you know throw the baby out with the bathwater. There, there's there's a process you know that that can be healthily engaged with um and in and in faith i think any constructs and, and conversations of faith i think what often happens is that we we don't realize how um how flat uh, you know our faith and our understanding of our faith is and how entwined it all is with each other every 
every piece of the puzzle has to be has to fit in such a way otherwise the puzzle doesn't make sense we're actually you know we're talking much more in kind of like 3d lego structures where where like you know th there's building blocks on top of each other and some of the things you might take out a brick here but that doesn't mean the whole thing collapses and doesn't mean you have to throw everything else out you know your your understanding of god might change but god may still be the framework that you still hang all your understanding on um, if that if that makes sense so so for me that kind of so we just wanted to kind of I guess have a little bit more of a conversation around kind of you know what what is deconstruction for us which I now I've given a bit more for myself you know what are some of the positives and negatives that we see and maybe some something we'd like to say um, to to each other or I guess to those who are listening about kind of what might be a good step forward um regardless of, of how you might shape it so um was there anything in, in what i said derek that resonated with you or would you if someone said you know how would how do you describe or understand deconstruction what what would you um do with that question uh i would say um so like when you're talking about tearing things down um the image that i got was a home renovation right like you um buy a house and and maybe you decide you want the kitchen to look a different way or um your living room to be bigger or something and there's different processes of how much you want to take out how much you want to redo of the house right um so maybe you're just taking out a wall maybe you're just repainting it maybe you're um you know redoing the main floor bathroom or you're taking it all the way back to the studs um and then rebuilding it from that way. So I kind of think that's what deconstruction is. You can, you can kind of control how how far you want to go down. Um, but anyone who's done renovation knows that once you start, it's hard to stop because you keep uncovering more rot or more things that are wrong with the the existing place that you need to replace or fix, or else it's going to cause problems to what you've just redone like you got bad electrical maybe all your plugs don't work or the plumbing's off or something right you're you're trying to go back and eventually you go back um as much as you feel comfortable with or can handle um in, in my experience there's been two kind of groups like keep in mind that me and tim we we may have listened to some stories and and done some stuff and maybe done our, our own kind of deconstruction of it but there's there's more people um who have done more extensive research in this and have done more communications and this is just our our experience there's this is coming to you from the same people who were just talking, you know, Petra and uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. So like there's a, gr a grain of salt, a grain yeah, of salt. Yeah, yeah. So like the the two different ones is like I said, um, the one would be, you know, um, deconstruction back to the studs or walls or whatever you want to do, but there's some people who have taken it all the way back to the studs and said, this structure of my faith or or the church just isn't going to work for what i need it, it it or in my life and so they just get rid of the house and, and start again with something else or move into a different neighborhood and so there's there's two different ways or i guess a process of it where you can 
I mean, some sometimes just like, oh, realizing Jesus was a Jew. And you're like, oh, that kind of, okay, that changes things or cultural contacts or, you know, maybe the world wasn't created in six or seven days. Um, you know, and then you start kind of peeling away the layers and then you keep going deeper, deeper and realizing, you know, maybe the, the construct we have from church right now isn't necessarily what was plan A for Jesus or, you know, the, the, the best of the best version of what it could be. And then you keep going back and some people, um, whether theological or uh, some kind of traumatic experience has happened to them or a number of things um, have realized that they can't fit into this um, structure of Christianity that we have fit in and they feel more comfortable maybe being out in the out in the like camping out, outside and you know they enjoy the, the fresh air out there or looking for something bigger or smaller maybe something more intimate um, and so they kind of leave uh, leave the church or leave the the faith um, and and I do this just because um, so for, the, for those who are just listening Derek's doing yeah air you know, finger right? air, yeah. air colds. <laughs> I, I do this uh, because sometimes we think that if people aren't coming to our church, they've left the faith and left Christianity, and that's not true. Um, and so I just, I, I do this. Some people have left the faith. Um, yeah. They've just realized that they've deconstructed enough that they don't hold to mm -hmm. the teachings that um, they believe um, yeah. are the pillars of Christianity and so they yeah. have left and that yeah. happens mm. I think so, I think it's, uh, that's, that that's an important, yeah yeah I think that's a really important distinction as well and and there's something I would I would argue for for all people um, is that what regardless of of kind of what processes of of kind of challenge you know whether it's whether it's affirmation doubt or deconstruction that you find in your faith is is work really hard to disentangle the institution and structures of the church with your understanding of who god is because if you if you if you see them being um absolutely the same one and the same then it, it will be impossible in many ways to maintain any sort of anchoring to the possibility of God and God in the world and God in your life. If, if you, if you see that being only essentially and able to be understood in the context of, of the institution and structures of the church. Mm. Um, and, and I think, as you, as you say, the, a lot of times I think when people have stripped back, you know what they've realized is is what they're what they're frustrated with or what they've had the end with and what they struggle with is what humanity has added to who god is and yeah. made essentials for god's relatedness to us and to the world and then there and as we talked about last week too is like you know sometimes you you find you've created a box thinking that you've put god in it and what you've just found is that you put yourself in a box and and if you don't see the two as actually being different 
and there will always be some overlap. Like I'm not, I'm not saying the church has got it wrong. I'm not saying there aren't places of, of God's revelation and, and truth in the life of the church. Cause otherwise I, I, I wouldn't be in ministry and, and wouldn't yeah. be, you know, a priest in the, in, in an institutional church. But if, if you cannot see that as, as at its best being an affirmation and a door pointing towards the God to whom we testify, if you can't see that different from the God, God self, whom we yeah. testify to, then I, then I think particularly again, you know, I, I think that for a lot of people that I know of who have kind of deconstructed and walked away, quote unquote, from the faith. Um, and, and the whole thing is, is what they walked away from was the extreme construct and, and, and structure of an institution and had, has often left them without any sort of understanding or ability to say, but God is still with me. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, because they grew up being taught that, right? And that's part of yeah. the deconstruction is, um, what have I grown up believing was um, fundamental to the faith? Mm. Um, or doxology, or not doxology, what's the word I'm thinking of? Orthodoxy. Ortho orthodox. Um, uh, you know, what What did I believe was essential to the faith that really was more uh, either my past or leaderships or denominations um, preference? Yeah, um, yeah, that's that, a really good way. Yeah, that, um, that growing up... Um, and then experiencing different um, ways of looking at the faith or talking with different people mm -hmm. who've had different experiences um, and learning what they had taught up or grown up believing. Uh, mm -hmm. Then I look at that my, myself and I go, oh, maybe, maybe I'm, I've been like a, you know, a horse with those little things on Binders. the eye. Yeah. yeah. To, um, to always look at, What's, what's ahead of me and keep me on the straight path and there's a whole mm -hmm. beautiful meadow or whatever yeah. streams and <laughs> mountains all yeah. around me that I'm just missing um, the God's mm -hmm. beauty all around but I'm too busy focusing at the on the path right in front of me making sure I don't stumble that I yeah. miss it all yeah yeah and and it is that like it's a thing that we do remind ourselves of and I and I I think it's important to be reminded of particularly kind of with with the ongoing kind of pandemic and stages of pandemic and lockdowns and stuff that we all go through is that is that it's really it's been really easy um and this is true too with the way that we've how we've embraced social media not social media itself but how we've embraced it mm -hmm. is that we we've neglected oftentimes the humans who are a part of the systems and structures and so we start to dismiss and devalue life and devalue people um, because we, we've agreed or bought into this very kind of flat understanding of, of communication and of, of togetherness that oh okay that, i get where you know, you're right that. Yeah. yeah you know so so like you know and and the same thing becomes true of, of faith as you as you're talking about right is like we we hit these moments where we're like we we're like we we flattened or, or try to flatten those kind of experiences of god 
mm-hmm. into those those things that, as you say, are actually preferences. You know, so like there's people who their preference is to to meet with God in nature, and that resonates with who they are. And thing, you know, there's some of that that I I recognize, and then there's other stuff that I'm just like, yeah, no, it just doesn't do anything for me, right? Mm-hmm. And 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 then when we start to push them as as you know one being more true or, or one being more authentic or or one being more godly than something else yeah. we we really quickly start to put up those blinders that at one point are just preferences that then very quickly become prejudices right? yeah. yeah like when i growing up um even throughout bible college and stuff uh i found myself in different churches or events or something like that where the only sign that God showed up and did anything was healings and words of wisdom. Um, if you don't know what words of wisdom are, it's when the pastor goes up and is like, you know, almost prophesying over someone like, Oh, you're going to go and do mm-hmm. great things for God. God wants to bless you almost like a psychic mm-hmm. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was the, that was the bar of mm. seeing how God God worked. And that was the bar for how you were to live. Um, yeah. like, like your neighbor, pray for the healing, you know, tell them all the stuff that they've done or something like that. Nothing mm. about, hey, if they're having struggle paying rent, help them out with rent or help them groceries. Or if you're having a mm. meal, invite them over. Like there was nothing yeah. of the, the tangible um Mm. with the relationships with everyone it was always the supernatural um and there was a big difference between the two whereas now i'm i don't think that there's that big of a divide between the two Mm. um so things like that where you um even in the pandemic like i know our church we this church has been around for i don't know 50 60 years or something like that um and so it's been done a, a certain way with minor adjustments. Um, you know, maybe we'll do three songs instead of two. Maybe we'll play piano or something like that, you know, mm-hmm. different things like that, get a new sound system. But then when COVID hit and we weren't able to meet together, we as a church had to go through a type of deconstruction. We we're like, okay, what is yeah. the church about? Mm-hmm. What are What are we yeah. doing? What's the essentials of the church? that we can be doing outside of the church building is the church, the church building and is church just when we meet Sunday mornings or are, mm-hmm. is the church, the individuals and are they able to go and be the church outside of the, the building? And so, I mean, we, we failed in a lot of ways, um, but it was, it was a type of deconstruction where we had to look at like what are our core beliefs, what the church is, and have we allowed uh, tradition or obligation um, define or move what we know the church to be in a different direction that maybe it hasn't been? Um, there's a book. Oh, I can't remember what it's called. But it's about kind of the different... Uh, um, the different traditions the church has that has been taken from pagan um, religions mm-hmm. like Christmas mm-hmm. trees and, and stuff like that. Yeah. And, and they start the, the book off with this kind of story where there's this cow that walks this 
one path every day and is going weaving in and out of rocks and up and down and it's not a straight line at all it's just going all all around and the cows walk this a couple of times um or you know what once a day for a while and then people start walking on it and then eventually um chariots or or horses and buggies are going on it and horses and all this kind of stuff and then they pave a road on it and and it's been there for thousands of years is crazy windy all around road just because no one stopped to think well is this actually the right way that it's supposed to go like is this mm -hmm. the quickest way from point a to point b it's just they kept following what was before them and as soon it became tradition and then it became yeah. imprinted in the ground and that's what mm -hmm. the road was and yeah. so many things in in the church we have done for years and years and years um mm -hmm. And even we've justified it and we can say, this is yeah. why we do it, how we do it for these reasons, but we're not mm -hmm. stopping to actually think, well, is there a better way to, to do this? Yeah. Is this what we're yeah. supposed to do? Um, yeah. Like, and yeah. And I, yeah. Cause I, I think, I think you're absolutely right. Cause I, I remember when um, like growing up, I didn't realize it at the time. But the, there was like this immense pressure of the return of Jesus and mm. us needing to be ready for it. And mm. that being that, you know, the absolute moment where, you know, all choices are, are kind of the same as with your death, right? It's like where it, it's, it's, it's all or nothing. This is heaven or hell. And it's all based upon this. But once Jesus comes, that's it. There's no other option. Like there's no other chance for people. Yeah. And so there was like this huge pressure and all discipleship in the churches I grew up in was about teaching people how to, how to take somebody from the point of, of recognizing that they needed to answer this question and here's the way they should answer it so that they can go to heaven and then to teach that person to do the same thing to the next person they met and it came from this really you know this strong you know good intentions of like if you think somebody's going to burn eternally in eternal yeah. conscious torment you don't want them to be there and that that's a genuinely good thing yeah. but but then the way that that flattened what discipleship was that flattened what relationships were that that you know imposed on people this sense of like you know yeah kind of and and actually led into well, and yeah we also need to know who god is in that yeah. then then we we started as you say we looked at it and it was just like but of course this is what we've been doing this is this is the right thing to do yeah. and you couldn't question that you couldn't doubt it you couldn't ask questions about it because it was it was so obviously right because of the path everyone had had, had been on before that and to actually ask that question about you know is there more to life than just asking a question that seems to give the church power over people here on earth you know maybe there's something to be uncovered there right well like mentorship and stuff has turned relationships into a uh, a goal or a prize that you need to win yeah. or it has to have some kind of purpose instead yeah. of just being knowing someone for who they are mm. watch Encanto uh that Disney movie <laughs> it is unreal people and like the the premise of it is you know you're not your value isn't found in what you do and, and your gifts um, and what you present. Your value is just you being you. Um, you are you are the gift. Like that meme, you know, I arrived, I am the gift. You are the gift. Um, Derek's so, been waiting his whole life to yeah. be told, yeah. you are the gift. I am yeah. the gift. 
Um, yeah, but like, I think we should probably maybe do some examples of, of uh, maybe some things that we've deconstructed in our life because I, I don't really like when when podcasts and people like talk about a bunch of stuff and I'm like, just tell me, mm. get, give me an example to, to set me on the road. Like right now, mm. well, no, okay, before we get to right now, like I... Like I re-looked at creation. I think that's a pretty mm-hmm. um, uh, first start for people. And, you know, uh, six days looking at different views of what creation was. Was it creating six mm-hmm. days? Or, you know, it's kind of a poem written. Um, mm-hmm. The first three days are kind of the setup. And then the next three days are filling up the things. Um, just kind of questioning mm-hmm. things, like, re- like seeing what other people um, have brought up and questioned. Um, mm-hmm. and kind of looking at it. like I did a course a couple summers ago and it wasn't even on Genesis or anything but the teacher was like have you ever read the beginning of Genesis like we always talk about ex nihilo God created mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know the earth out of nothing, nothing yeah. Yeah. yeah but then you read it and it said the spirit came down and hovered over the waters mm-hmm. um, or hovered over the chaos so there was waters and mm-hmm. chaos before creation <laughs> Like there was something there before, but like I never sat and thought about that. It's just always been mm-hmm. God created out of nothing, right? Or like how mm-hmm. how does that work in with what I'm reading in the Bible? Um, yeah. Or and even looking at um, was that R- Ricky Watts when he did that course in in Aston um, about the a Genesis and just looking at the different uh, gods of. Uh, of the Egyptians, Amon Ra, and mm-hmm. that kind of stuff, and how that ties into it, and it's more of a mm-hmm. a picture and stuff. Um, you know, just being free to look at different ways of looking at things. Like right now, I'm going through a podcast with some friends, the After Class podcast, and they're going through different atonement theories because, believe it or mm-hmm. not, there's not just one. Um, and even the way we get it, it, into it. Um, how we understand the atonement theory, like wrath of God. Well, the wrath of God in in uh, in the death of Jesus doesn't exist. Um, which I say in the songs and stuff. I'm like, what do you mean? It's got to be in there. It's not. Um, and different things that once you take the time to actually sit down and and look at it and listen to other people, because I can stare at a Bible verse for a week. And not get anything new out of it, but then when someone mentions to me something that stuck out to them, then it gets my mm-hmm. my wheels turning. Um, yeah. And so we're looking at different atonement theories: what actually happened on the cross, what was done there, what does the Bible say, what does different traditions mm-hmm. say, and looking at everything. And that's the process that got me kind of beginning my deconstruction. Um, mm-hmm. Is just taking down you know, the drywall of creation and looking what's beneath it. And maybe there's something be- more beautiful that helps me understand and see the Bible in a different light. Yeah. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe um, the story of Jonah mm-hmm. isn't literal and it's more of a story um, that's speaking truth into a situation. You're like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, this actually opens up to a lot more. Um, things and I can see myself in that more maybe maybe this didn't really happen but the writers are 
trying to show something much bigger in the gospel accounts. And so they've um, written this in their perception or to, they remembered it years later, this kind of way. And that's why there's the differences. Um, but just different stuff like that. Like um, there's lots of um, stuff, uh, resources online. If you have any questions, uh, talk to me and Tim, we can lead you in the right direction, but there's lots of different things. Or lead you in the wrong direction. Or lead you in the wrong direction, yeah. depending on who you yeah. talk to. But there's yeah. not, like, I don't think there's any, people are always afraid. Because, <laughs> like, people growing up, it was don't doubt because it'll mm. make you a not not a Christian, right? If you doubt it. Yeah. It's the opposite but, of faith. Yeah. But it, that's not true. Like, it's, yeah. you doubt it, and then you find it. It's, if you doubt it, you're going to walk away with what I believe being a Christian is. And that, those are two very different things. Walking yeah, away from your faith and walking away from what people think you <laughs> is a Christian. Um, because yeah. guess what? There's lots of different ways that people think being a Christian mm -hmm. is. And your yeah. way is probably not right. <laughs> to be honest with you. Or, uh, but it, but, it's like, but it's, it, I think that's the thing is it, I think we have to get away from the language of of uh, right yeah. and wrong too yeah. right like and we need to we need to get away from a language of right and wrong right um, yeah but <laughs> it, it's just be, <laughs> we need to get away from that language because because it's not it, it's it isn't like god god is actually or at least i believe god is actually so big and 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 so amazing and so so beyond our comprehension and understanding that that at, even when we get something right or correct it's still in a framework of unknowing and mm. and that's not a bad thing because that's how we experience life with people and if, if someone who is finite with us on this world is also unknowable, how much more the infinite God of the universe who somehow called and created the reality itself and has been present to us in the fullness of life from the beginning of whatever it might have been to the end of whenever things might come together again. Like if, if God is not somehow bigger than that and and, and can be both found in those beautiful, truthful affirmations, while also seeing that those are barely scratching the surface of what may be correct. Like, if we can't get away from that, then, then I think we will always need to throw God out with our understanding and beliefs of God and the church. Mm. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's part of the deconstruction is realizing the different views of God and interpretation of scripture, how much it's changed over the years um, and realizing how people have interpreted it um, different ways. Um, and some I agree with it and some I don't. And then how they've also viewed God um, differently and not differently. Um, it's it's and, simply but, amazing like this, yeah, what, yeah. what we believe now is way different than what it was before. Even, even the world wars have changed the way Christianity has viewed yeah. life and death and um, yeah, the, the, um, the goodness of God and, mm. and uh, the progress of humanity um, towards something. And yeah. this pandemic will change it and different things. Yeah, yeah um, definitely. It's world events have, and yeah. as we learn more about science and, and things like that, everything is, is changing and,
that's how we go. Like Copernicus, I think that's the guy who thought, uh, who was like, hey, guess what? The, the, the sun doesn't go around the earth. Um, we actually go around yeah. the sun. Um, <laughs> and then they killed them for it. Um, yeah. You know, we're Keep learning going. different ways. Keep and that's, going. but like, that was the way they understood the Bible. And someone challenged mm. that and they killed him for it. Um, mm. But then they found out that, that his way was actually correct. And, yeah. and instead of them sitting down and thinking, well, is this actually is that important to the Bible? Like, does the Bible really change if we, if this guy believes this and maybe it's true, maybe it's not like, does that change? Mm. If not, then why? And yeah, sure. Mm. Believe whatever you want. Um, we can debate it or whatever, but it's, I'm not going to kill you over it. How many things have we, um, you know, gone fighting with or argued or um, banished people for thinking a different way of the Bible where it's like, well, is that really central to the gospel? Is this, is this just a different way of, of looking at it? Can we work together on it? Yeah. And I, and I would say, you know, I'll, I'll end with this and then come back and promise to come back next week with with a few more kind of concrete, you know, maybe looking at a couple more specific concrete examples to carry the conversation on. But what I'd like to end with is, is that you know, one of the things I grew up with, which I think is absolutely true, is that if if at the heart of, of the gospel is the person of God revealed in Jesus Christ, still at work through God's Holy Spirit, testifying to the Father who, who loves us and wants to draw near to us, that we might know life and know it in its fullness, then we need to also be humble enough to come to that person <laughs> to say, yeah. Where, who are you in this? Where are you in this? What are you doing in this? Because it's the same thing if I come to you and like, instead of having these conversations with you, I just put you on mute and <laughs> people can see you. And I'm just like, and Derek believes and Derek says this and Derek does. This. And Derek's wrong like, because. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. With, without inviting you actually in to be the person. Like I, there's yeah. a lot of things I could tell people and they would be true about you and who you are and the life that, that we shared together and our experiences that we have and things uh -huh. like that. And, but but what's more valuable and beneficial is to to actually share that relationship and those testimonies with you as the person you are yeah. and if we can't do that with god then we then i don't you know for me that's the purpose that's the purpose of faith that's the purpose of of the scriptures that's the purpose of our wrestling our deconstruction our doubting our affirmations all of that purpose yeah. is that we create spaces where we where we stop long enough to say god who are you where are you and what are you doing in the world yeah 100%. it might be through petra it might be through petra, be through petra. yes or, or unseen uh, power just... it's through the unseen power <laughs> <laughs> it's either Actually, petra yeah, or carmen we'll i'm not sure which, yeah, which one yeah. i think definitely more carmen definitely. yeah the Much champion more, you know yeah yeah um, great. Well, let's let's come. Let's. 
let's come back with with a couple more um if you if you guys have something specific yeah. that you think you're like you know on online or in church um people are talking about this it doesn't feel comfortable or i've you know i, I wonder if there's a different way to present or talk about this idea about faith and god bring those forward we'd love to talk about those yeah. but in in the absence of those we will also continue to bring specifics as derek has challenged us to um yes. next week we'll look at some specifics on kind of what this means how it looks and and what we're yeah where where god is in it yeah because <laughs> god is god is in it i believe it yeah okay uh yeah well, man. sounds good blessings y'all toodles peace 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 and love that's what tim used to tell me in bible school all the time peace and love it's felt peace like piece of pie and love l-u-b because he was so cool all right but <laughs>